right, well, good morning, everyone. It's so good to uh, be here again and uh, be able to lead you all in a little praise and worship this morning. Um, this morning's the first Sunday of the month, so we normally have hymns. Now we sing congregational hymns, so I picked out uh, some hymns to do this morning. And um, I remember going through a phase where um, I got kind of tired of the old hymns, you know? Let's sing the newer stuff. And, uh, and I've learned to kind of appreciate both. I appreciate a lot of the newer songs and the meaning, and I also really appreciate the depth of the theology and the, the older hymns. So, uh, but I'd like to open up with a psalm this morning, Psalm chapter 19, starting in verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yes, much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And something that's just been on my heart this uh, week is how um, the, what the redeemer has done, what the Lord has done and um, what he did at Calvary in redeeming us from, from this world and from sin and corruption and drawing us to himself. And um, so I kind of chose some songs that kind of goes with that theme. Um, and so the first song we'll do is At Calvary. crucified knowing not it was for me he died on Calvary mercy there was great and grace was free pardon there was multiplied to me there my burden soul found liberty at Calvary By God's word at last my sin I learned Then I trembled at the law I'd spurned Till my guilty soul imploring turned to Calvary Mercy there was great and grace was Liberty at Calvary. 
Yes, Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the cross. Thank you for what you did at Calvary, Lord. And God, the love uh, that you have for us. And God, thank you for um, everyone that's uh, watching this live stream this morning. God, I just pray that you would um, draw us to you, fill our hearts with praise and worship for what you've done, Lord Jesus. And God, thank you so much for redemption, Lord, for the redeeming work of grace, Lord. Thank you for your blood that cleanses us from sin, Lord. God, we just worship you this morning and thank you for all that you've done. Let's go to Key of C. Or D, I'm sorry, D, there we are. I knew the verses to it better. Maybe I'll learn it and we'll sing that uh, later. But um, it's just been on my heart all week to um, turn my eyes towards Jesus in, a, in the world that we live in. I know um, some people are getting, you know, frustrated with everything. It seems like um, there's just so much going on that we're not 
used to, a lot of restrictions and, and all those things. And I just had to think that, you know what, if we turn our eyes on Jesus um, and look full in his wonderful face, the things of earth just grow strangely dim. And um, he's with us, he provides for us. Um, we can just stand amazed in his presence and in who he is. Let's sing, I stand amazed. Jesus I shall see when I look on his face the one who saved me by his grace when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land what a day what a glorious day that will be I know that's a day that we're all looking forward to and it's coming my friend it's coming there's coming a day when we're going to be with the Lord and he's going to lead us uh, through the place that he's prepared for us
when I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day, glorious day that will be. Amen. All right, we'll close with that, and blessings to you all. Have a good week, and I'll turn the time over. Okay, well, we are uh, so blessed this morning to share the word and fellowship together again via live stream like this. Um, just want to welcome everyone who's online and uh, tell you that we miss you guys, especially our local church family. And those of you who are listening uh, around the world, we want to welcome you and, and just bless you in Jesus' name. The Lord is a good shepherd. And as we have been walking through this experience, he reminded me again of, of his goodness. In Psalm 23, I was uh, just meditating on that psalm uh, this past week and realizing that the Lord indeed, his, his shepherding of our souls has an effect on us. And in John um, Ten, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd of my sheep. My sheep know my voice and they follow my call. And as I thought about listening to Brother Tomer sharing the word with us this morning, um, look at sometime when you have a chance, look at Psalm 23 and look at the results of his shepherding in our lives. It's quite amazing. Uh, the Lord says, first, just knowing that the Lord is my shepherd, it takes any lack out of our life. I shall not lack. He, the Lord, causes me to lie down in green pastures, to rest. He leads me beside quiet waters. It restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. It takes all fear out of our lives because his presence is with us. And he prepares a table, verse 5, in the presence of our enemies, right in the presence of the devil and all his hosts who are running this world. He's the prince of the power of the air. There the Lord feeds his people. He sets us down at a table and he anoints our head with oil, and our cup overflows in the midst of our enemies. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the presence or in the house of the Lord forever. So we're blessed this morning to have Brother Tormud. He's one of the elders at the church in Spiren in Oslo or in Norway, together with Conrad uh, and Per. And uh, we'll give the time over to him to share the word with us this morning. God bless you, brother. Thank you, Phil. Thank you for inviting me and to be with you here in, in this kind of a new way of doing church that we all been kind of more used to this uh, last few weeks. So we meet uh, a similar way through Zoom in our church and, and we're really blessed with the new technology that we can use so that we can keep contact and be together as, as Christians. And uh, greetings to, to, to all of you. Thank you for inviting me, Phil. Uh, some of you know me a little bit uh, and some of you don't probably. So uh, greetings to John and Sarah, which I've uh, whom I met and Anthony and Ruth, of course, uh, Phil, Katie and the boys. Uh, so uh, 
just to introduce myself a little bit, I'm uh, uh, I'm uh, I'm living in Norway. Actually, I'm a, I'm a, on my working place now, where I work as a teacher, and um, uh, I'm married to Karina. We have uh, five children together, uh, and we're expecting our sixth uh, child this summer. So we, we look really forward to that. Uh, I met the Lord when I was uh, 17. I think I was born again at th that age, and and it's been a real uh, journey walking with the Lord. Uh, I'm so thankful for his help in my life and his salvation. And uh, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's a barrier to speak English, so I just uh, need the grace of God, but I will try my best. Uh, and um, when Phil invited me to, to speak to you today, I was uh, quickly thinking about my last sharing in Speed and Church last Sunday, uh, where I was talking about uh, the passage in Luke 9. Uh, and I'm a, I, I'm, a, I'm a Bible nerd sometimes. I, I like going deep into the words and the keywords in the text. But it actually, I think it's more, more the, the applications in that text that has spoken to my heart this last week and actually many weeks now. Um, where we meet Jesus uh, in the gospel, and he's uh, having a transition in his ministry. So I just want to read from Luke uh, 9, uh, the first uh, uh, verses there, so that you can connect with that. And um, this is the transition time for Jesus, because he's been doing the ministry himself, probably halfway through his ministry, and now he's uh, sending the disciples out, to do a short-term mission trip. And, and uh, this is where we meet Jesus in uh, chapter 9. So I'll just read a few verses there. You can uh, look it up if you want. And he called the 12 together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. And he said to them, take nothing for your, your journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics, and whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart. And wherever they do not receive you, when you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. And um, what's been speaking to my heart uh, this time that we had the coronavirus and uh, being a lot home with my family and having some time, extra time in the word, uh, is, is the fact that and the reality of uh, being able to serve the Lord and, the, and, and, the, and the, the, the honor in that and the, the privilege of uh, being a sent one. And here we see the 12 uh, whom Jesus, you know, he... he, he calls them out of a bigger group because Jesus had many followers. He had probably a bigger group meeting him once in a while, coming to some of his meetings. Um, and then we see in the next chapter that he sends out the 72. Uh, and he asks a large crowd sometimes of many, many people coming to one-time events and you know, probably a lot of fans meeting him in this time of his ministry. But Jesus is taking these 12 out of the other groups and he has a special calling to them. So this is not a sending or a calling that is totally like ours because none of us are like the apostles. And that's important. That's extremely important. But still, it's a similar thing because we are also called out. We are picked out as we have been born again, born of the Spirit been taking from our old life, given a new life in Jesus. And, and, and in, one, in one way or another, we are sent. And, and for me, it's been a real joy seeing that, how, uh, how uh, great joy it is and how great joy it has been in my life to serve him. Uh, so so this, this little talk is about the privilege of being called to ministry type of outreach ministry, actually. Um, because I think that's 
very important. That's a very important part of um, the task that Jesus gave to us as a church, that we are to be sent into the world. He, he, picked, he picked us for a, a purpose. Yes, of course, to be a family. Yes, of course, to be his children and to belong to him. But still, he has a mission for us to do as we live and walk this earth. So this is, this is on my heart for this uh, message. Um, I'll just um, um, want to stress the fact that, you know, Jesus called the 12 disciples here to be apostles. And we know that, you know, people today often use the word apostle. Some people do because they like that title or something. And, and it gives people maybe more um, status in the Christian uh, realm. I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, the meaning itself means he that is sent. So in that way, we can use the word. It's a good word to describe our ministry and the source of our ministry and that we represent someone else. We, we represent Jesus Christ in what we do and that we are here to fulfill his ministry. So for me, it's really not important to, to do the ministry of speed and in a way, even though it's where I'm put, you know, the name of speed and will probably be uh, forgotten in a, in a few decades or, or many years. But God, God's name is, is forever. And, uh, and the, name, um, the name apostle is not fitting for our, to, to describe our authority over one another. Um, because what I am to teach, what I am sent out to do, even, even right now speaking to you, um, I have to teach what the apostles taught. I'm nothing if I teach something else or add to, to them in, 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 uh, in my teaching. So uh, some people will say that, you know, as Peter was an apostle of this day, I'm an apostle for our time. And that, you know, as as the 3000 in the first church, they, they submitted to Peter. And so like that, you have to submit to me. Uh, and some will say that you have to be loyal to Christ through loyalty to me and be aware of that because I don't think any church leaders needs to have a title like that because the foundation of the apostles is infallible. Um, but men like uh, myself, we fail and cults arise if we take that, that status on our, on our um, ministry. So I just want to stress the fact that we build on the foundation of the 12 and, and that Christ is the cornerstone. Uh, but it's such a privilege to be sent and to have a, a work to do. And for me, it's been a joy in my life serving the Lord. And I just want to share something about that because uh, sometimes I'm a, I'm a bit amazed about what people really want to do with their lives and what they want to use their time doing. Um, and of course, there's so much to do as we live, but to me, the, the calling that God gave to me a couple of years after I was born again was that I was to be um, a vessel and, and, and a servant for him. Uh, and I... I gave my life to be a missionary to him, even though I wouldn't go maybe across the world or go to another uh, country. I, I was, I was um, uh, called by God to be a missionary where, where I am. And for me, that's been um, such a, uh, a joy, you know, having, uh, having that calling to be sent by God to do his work. Uh, but, the thing is that it's not about us being sent. It's not we that are the centerpiece of anything that we do. And that's what I want to encourage you with, uh, because the centerpiece is the one who sends us. Uh, and if you and I were to change the world, if we were to, to do some great campaign that would like change everything from to the ends of the earth, uh, you know, our strategy would be, probably it's so different from God's. Uh, and we see that so, so well in this passage and in the gospel that, you know, Jesus picked those 12 and 
if you would pick 12 people today to change the world, you would never pick those 12 people because some of them were on the bottom of the social ladder. As you know, there were none of them were any connected to the religious elite in Jerusalem. And most of them were fishers, probably a few uh, tradesmen, even a tax collector. So, so this, this group of people that God picked out, that Jesus picked, they were nothing in themselves. They, were, they had nothing to show off with. And that, I, I just like that fact that Jesus picked those uh, 12 and it was a judgment on the, on the religious system of uh, that day. Not even Jesus, you know, he wasn't anything in that, uh, uh, in, in that sense because he wasn't educated by any rabbi in Jerusalem. He was no political leader. He was not military leader. He didn't write any books. He didn't have the access that we have to technology. He was probably a handyman or a, a carpenter. And he lived in an obscure village in an op- occupied country small country as big as my, uh, just a little part of where I live, my, the towns around my, my, uh, my hometown. And his ministry lasted only three years. But without, without a, a doubt, he's the most influential person in history. Actually, he's the centerpiece of at least the Western history. And his message has reached the whole world. The good news has been proclaimed, proclaimed in every country, and soon every every language will share and pro- proclaim that message uh, about him and from him. So, you know, I've, I just find that really encouraging to see how this man and picking out these normal guys, they they are the ones transforming this world. And why did they succeed? Why did they um, succeed in this way? And that's because it is he that sent them. This is something that God wanted to do. And if you see Jesus in it, in just the, the gospel of John, you can see that 34 times he says, says, he says to people that God had sent him. That was a very big deal for Jesus being a sent one. And then he says in the last part of his ministry, just before, uh, I think it was the last meal, and he said to the the disciples, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And I think that in here lies the, the success. And Jesus said in Matthew 28 that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore out and make disciples. So, all the ministry that we are to do as Christians is in his authority and in his sending. Uh, and because of him, we can do it. So it's the sender who has the power. He has the strategy. And it's he, him that wants it done. Um, so we, we cannot do anything apart from him. And for me, that's been, uh, I think, some of the, the key uh, revelations from God in my life to, to, to have at least a joy in serving him. I cannot you know, brag about anything. I, I'm, I'm a, I cannot show off any big ministry or any big fruits in my life. But, but, but the fact that I have real joy in serving God and love for him and do things in Love for him is, is to me so powerful because uh, once in my life, I thought really hard that the Lord needed me, <laughs> you know, just being, becoming a Christian, growing up uh, and, and then starting some youth work. And I, I was thinking that, you know, I need to do this and I have to do this to succeed and we need to be, make this club or whatever a big thing in our in our city and to me i was really driving so hard to, to serve the lord with all my gifts and all my wanting to help god reach people with the gospel and help god build his church but the, the great blessing 
that God showed me once that was that he didn't need me at all. He didn't need my help in any, in, in any way. Uh, even though we, we feel often that we should evangelize, we should uh, serve the Lord. That's not how it is. Uh, God doesn't need our help. You know, he wants this done. He's, he's getting this done. You know, he, he's sending people all the time. And he, he, he will fulfill the gospel and he will uh, bring the gospel to the ends of the earth. There's no doubt about it. So he doesn't need any of us to do that. And for me, that was a great relief because I was carrying that burden of uh, doing things in my own strength and for my own goals. And it was uh, a lot of soulish uh, serving there. And then I was disappointed by not getting anything back, you know, not even praise from men and, and not even succeeding in building a, a big or a good something. You know, it was just a small group all the time. And my, my, my vision was to big, build something that would uh, honor myself, actually, I think. Uh, and I think much of the, the service of God, especially in the realm of building churches or evangelizing or spreading the gospel, much of that is done in that way. I think many, many do the, the service kind of a forced way. You know, we, we lack love, we lack power, uh, and it's driven by our, ourself and our, it's driven by man, so much of it. And I think we need to ask ourselves, um, in, our, in our service to the Lord, uh, is the life that he has given me now as I become a Christian, is the life that I got from him now, is that worth being spread? You know, is, is, that, is that so good that I need to export it to others? I need to, to, to give it to, to others. I think we should ask ourselves that question. Do we, do we, we really have uh, a joy in the Lord that we need, that we really feel we need to give to others? Uh, am I given something from the Lord? Um, you know, even now in this pandemic situation, probably some of that is good, you know, that some, some of the missionaries are being set back because I think much of what we do often, not to judge anyone, I just judge myself and, and something that I see sometimes that, you know, it's not really of God. Um, maybe some of that should be quarantined and, and that it can become uh, renewed by the love of God and by the power of the Spirit. Uh, spirit. Uh, I had a friend who told me that he uh, after he had for many years do, done missions and he's been an elder in a church and and then he struggled with his, with his faith i actually think he lost his faith at least he's struggling hard with his faith now but he was very honest to me he said you know when i was living that christian life i was often thinking that i don't have the any joy i don't really want people to have my life so all his service service for the Lord for the Lord was kind of heavy and not done in joy. And I think that's that's a good thing to be honest with ourselves. Why are we are we serving? What is driving us? Uh, because I see in Scripture something else that is driving the disciples, that is leading them to do missions. Um, so just not being needed by God was a relief for me. And it's rather that we are blessed to serve, that we are lucky and happy that we can serve. Uh, it's the love of Christ that compels us, Paul says in uh, 2 Corinthians. And if you see the book of Acts and how the, the first uh, time they're, they're re really persecuted and what they say is that we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. It's something that really needs to come out. And I think that's important uh, to be honest with our uh, Christian life, that, you know, we are where we are. And it's, it's a good thing to, to live by the faith that we have. 
But God can increase our faith. He can increase our joy. But we have to be honest. We have to do things out of the Spirit. And um, I just want to say a few things in the end here about the calling of God. Because I see different faces in the calling of God and the sending of God. I used to use the word calling and sending kind of mixed together sometimes because, you know, it's, it's, it can, it can in, in the situation where we find those words, often it's, it's both because Jesus, he called them out. He picked out the 12. So he took them from something and then he sent them to another thing. So it's both calling and sending. And the first time he called them, it was to repent and to have faith in him. And we see that in the, the gospel of John that the disciples, they saw, look, there's the Lamb of God who carries the sins of the world. So he, they saw that he was the Messiah. They saw that he was the, the, the Savior. And that's what Jesus says as well. Publicly, publicly he says, come to me, all who are heavily burdened. Uh, so the first Call is to repent and to have faith and come to the Savior. And then the second time to call calls them, it's to be disciples. You know, come follow me. I will make you fishers of men. So it's a call to full-time discipleship, become a student of him, learn from him, study him, listen to him, and practice what he teaches. And then that's the same thing he says in public. He says, learn from me because I'm humble of heart. So I think it's really important that we answer these first callings, of course, before we, we do ministry. But often in, in Christendom today, we see, you know, people get straight into being sent out and straight into doing big uh, things for God. Often, actually, I've been part of ministries going out in the streets, and I know that a couple of these people going with me is not Christian at all, at all. But they are to lay hands on the sick, and they are to get, you know, prophecy for them. I don't, I don't think that's really wise. <laughs> so the, the third uh, calling is to serve, that we are to be faithful in the little, little things and we see in Peter's uh, letters, he, his letter, he says, each as each has a, received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that, is, uh, that God supplies in order, order that everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. So I think, you know, if we don't, don't see that as a calling, that we are to be servants of one another, to love each other, and to serve uh, those people that God leads in our way, you know, we, we have to see the small things as a big task from God. You know, I think many of you struggle, but just by, of course, we struggle, I struggle by being a good father and we struggle about you know teaching our children raising them in love patience kindness teaching them to be um, you know um, to learn and to, to listen to us and I think oftentimes we can just you know reduce uh, what God is calling us to and reduce it to what's in accordance with our natural giftings you know, I'm not that good father, you know, I'm not that really good at this. So, you know, I'll just back a little bit out of that. But we have to see that, you know, being a servant in the home towards my wife and towards my children, that's a big uh, mission in my life. That's the service that God has called me to. And I, we need to see that as something from God that we are sent to do. And we have to be faithful in those things before, you know, we, we do all those great things for God. So that had to be a big lesson in my life, stepping back and really see that my, my wife needed me for many years because I was going off too much into ministry. 
I think that's important that we see the calling to serve is is uh, is something that we um, we need to acknowledge from God. And then we see in in, in Matthew twenty eight the 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 big call to go out into all the world to preach the gospel and make disciples in his name. And I think, you know, we have to see this as a church that we have been entrusted with something very valuable. We have the best message to give this world. You know, it's, it's, it's the best message today. You know, if, if someone were to, 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 to give a solution to the coronavirus today, and, you know, they would probably, you know, have some medal or something like that next year. Uh, and it would be a big blast lasting for a couple of years. But, you know, this message is, is what has changed the world and is what the world really needs because the hearts of man will be the same next month, next year. And the judgment of God is, is still coming upon us. And the salvation of God is still given today. This is the day of salvation. And for me, that's been kind of a burden more and more lately that I am still, that I am entrusted to do a ministry in our church that we are steward of his grace and that we are steward of, of his message. And Paul was really, really serious about that. He was saying in a, in a letter that I'm still entrusted with a stewardship. And what's my reward, he asks them. What do I get out of being a steward of that which is given to me? You might, my, my reward is that I may preach. That was his reward. He didn't need anything. It was what he was sent to do. It was what he had joy in doing. It was, what, it was the food that he had, just like Jesus. And he says to Timothy, Oh, Timothy, he says, guard the deposit entrusted to you. The gift of preaching. The gift of the good news, it's so precious. Uh, and without it, you know, our friends and our family perishes. And uh, we have to ask ourselves, is that message and that part of our ministry precious and important to us? You know, because I see in my life, being a father, having children, I care so much about them. Uh, having friends in church. I care so much about them having uh, church life and feeling that it's family time and they love church. You know, I am so blessed because my children, they say, say, yay, every time I go to church because they love the church. They, they love the elders there. They love the, the women. They love the men. They love the children and they have joy coming together. And this is both Amazing and, and a blessing, it's, but still it's, it's, it's a challenge because the family of God, we have to have this open hearts that we are uh, need to invite in others. We need to invite the homeless. You know, we need to have a, a space in our house for many, many more. We have to have that uh, responsible uh, thinking about that we have a task and we have the work to do, you know. And some, some will say it's not time to go into the streets now. You just, you just talk to people you meet. Of course, we are to do that, and I need to do that more. But still, I think, you know, we have different giftings. There are gifts of evangelism. There are giftings of being sent to preach the gospel in a public setting because that's the way of the gospel. It's the good news of a king being born. It's the good news that all the world needs to hear. So it's sometimes we need to preach it, not just share it in a, in a conversation. And I think both is good. So I just want to um, say that, you know, I pray that God will raise up men, especially men, because this is a task that Jesus sent 12 men to do. And he uh, he, he has a special calling to men to be stewards of his word. So I pray that God will raise up men both here in Norway and where you live. Because if you look around, 
and you, you see your peers, you see your friends both in church and other Christians, and you can ask yourself, young people, you can ask yourself, whom will God send? You know, look at your friends, look at the people around you. Who will he probably send? Are you willing to be sent? You know, that's, that's a question that we just need to ask if we are, we are willing. Now, do we see the, the joy and the privilege of being called and sent out in his name to preach the good news and to share, his, share the hope of the gospel? And, of course, do the, the service of helping uh, one another and loving one another. Uh, I just pray that, uh, that God will uh, give us the power that we see that he gave the apostles because we are given the same um, uh, work to do. We are to share the, bring the kingdom through power and we need to be bold in doing that. So we need to answer his calling and we need to uh, be, uh, be receiving uh, what he has entrusted us and let that stir up again for some of you. Let that be, uh, be raised up again as a, as a joy and the privilege that we see that the disciples had uh, because when we speak, we ask to speak as it's God's word. I don't think I will go more into that uh, passage because I'll, I, uh, I could go off for, for a long time. But I think this is what's most uh, in my heart to share with you. Um, you know, if uh, um, I'll just read a, a thing that Jesus said in his teaching. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. And I pray that you will be just as happy as this servant. And I think many, many um, uh, will, um, will, will be sent by God because, because Jesus said, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send out workers. Uh, and I think if we are willing, God can use us. And I pray that God will rise up both young people and old people because he needs us all in his ministry. Not need us because that was the revelation that I had. But we need, we need to be uh, a part of uh, his fulfilling a mission. We need to see his kingdom come. Our friends need to see that kingdom come. So God bless you. Thank you for inviting me, Phil, and thank you for letting me share the word. I'll just close uh, with a prayer. Um, thank you, Father, that, that you have uh, sent Jesus to us. It's so amazing to see his life. I just love that man. I just love that, that beautiful Man, it's, it's the one I want to follow. It's the one I want to serve. I cannot see any other man in, in, the, in the history of man or living today that is as exemplary as he to me, as loving as he. And I pray, Lord, as you send out the disciples in a special way to be apostles, but I pray that you will send us in a similar way, Lord, with power, and authority in your name, both to proclaim the kingdom and to heal the sick, Lord, and to do, um, do the work of the ministry with joy, to see it's a privilege, Lord, that we are, we are to sing to your name. Thank you for the, the worship team today leading us to, to sing to your name, Lord. It's a great task, Lord. It can give you so much honor when the people of God sing to you. Let us see how um, tr precious, precious, precious it is, Lord, that we are serving you. So give them joy in uh, these coming weeks. And I pray that you will stir up the giftings that you have given us, both here in Sweden in my local church and, and in the redeemed church, Lord. Stir up again and renew them in the love for you, Lord, and in, in love in, in serving you, both in the home as mothers and both in church 
and in outreach, Lord, because we need to bring this message of, of you out to people in this, uh, in this world. Pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing, uh, Brother Tomud. As you were sharing, my mind went to Colossians uh, chapter 3, uh, verse 22, 23, 24. Uh, he's, he's speaking here in this context of wives, husbands, children, uh, fathers, and even slaves uh, serving each other. And, uh, and then he says, not with external service as those who merely please men. That really stood out to me. It's just, in our estimation, our human uh, perspective, pleasing men is way up there, you know. But for the Christian, for those who are called by the King of Kings, Jesus Christ himself, as you were sharing that with us, pleasing men is just a mere thing. It's way down on our lowest level. Yeah. It, it's with, but he says, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord, whatever you do, whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men. Knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. And it just renewed that in my heart. Thank you for that exhortation. My whole life is about serving the Lord Christ. And I've been called to that. And that may have many different, uh, you know, ways of serving the Lord, uh, whether it's a, being a slave. In their, in their culture, slavery was, there were Christian slaves who had Christian masters. And Paul was exhorting them. Do it as unto the Lord, yeah. uh, or whether it's as a child, or as like you shared, fathers relating to our children, wife relating to her husband, husband to your wife, uh, or to our community. If we if we fear the Lord and serve the Lord Christ and live our life that way, with that one goal, that one passion, serving men becomes just a mere thing we do. And, uh, and we won't live in the fear of men or man consciousness. Rather, we'll live with a, a Christ-centered consciousness. So thank you for sharing that, that encouraging word. I think this is a word that I need uh, again and again and again. We, it's, a, it's a word that we need to be reminded of yeah. as we walk through life because it's easy for us to take our eyes uh, and our ears and just become mere men and let it be a mere man experience rather than a Christ um, experience where we've been called and sent by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. All right. Well, thank you for your time, my brother. And uh, I, I just want to, again, bless all of you who are listening online and encourage you with this word. I encourage you to come back and listen to it again. I think I will just to, again, be refreshed in our vision of Jesus himself and his call upon our lives and, and his empowerment, his grace in our lives. So uh, this will end our meeting, and the Lord bless you and keep you in his love. God bless you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.